told him, he said, I want you at least a couple of times a day as much as you can stand it. I want you to stand in a shower. I want you to turn that hot water on as, as, as what you can stand without being scalded. And just let it hit that area where surgery's been. And so Brother Falk asked him, he says, what's the reason for this? He said, there's healing in the blood. And said that water and the heat will draw the blood to this area and bring healing to where surgery's been. Now you watch this. What sometimes man does with a scaffold, physically and spiritually, sometimes make boo-boos. If we'll just get in the presence of God, let the blood come. In other words, everything that man messes up, the blood is more than capable of bringing healing to it. If we'll just let him. Brother McCain's coming. I want him to preach to us, minister what God's laid on his heart. God's doing some great things for Bendale, Mississippi. We want to see the outpouring of the Holy Ghost. We want the will and the purpose of God in this service today. So let's be sensitive to the Holy Ghost, obedient to the Word of God. Let's give Brother McCain a good Bendale welcome to this pulpit. God bless you. Praise the Lord. Come on. Give God some praise in the house. God's worth it. Hallelujah. Has God really been good to you? Somebody ought to reach out and touch the hem of his garment this morning. Hallelujah. The devil don't care how much we sing about the blood as long as we don't let it do what it's supposed to do. But if you'll reach out and let the blood touch you this morning, amen, there's no telling what can happen in this house. Amen. Amen. I felt the Holy Ghost. I felt the Holy Ghost, them singing that song this morning. Amen. It is good to be in Bendale. I hope you feel the same way. Praise the Lord. Amen. It's good to be here today. I counted an honor and a privilege to be able to come and um, deliver our heart. And I, I told Brother Moore, I just want to kind of teach a little Bible study this morning, if it's all right. Feel like something that will be a blessing to us. Amen. Something we need in this hour that we're living in. And um, I just, I feel it on my heart, so that's what I want to do. And uh, come back tonight if you want to. We're going to have a good time today. Now, I'm going to have a good time. If y'all want to have a good time with me, amen. We're going to have a good time. You can have a good time living for God. You don't have to come to church looking like sad sack. Amen. Amen. I heard one preacher say, you don't have to look like a Hoover vacuum cleaner. You know, your lip down there quivering on the floor. Amen. We, it's a good life living for the Lord. I had a lady told me the other night, we've been preaching almost every night. This, this lady told me, she said, well, she said, it's, it's just rough. It's rough, live, it's rough living for God. And I looked at her. I said, ma'am, I said, rough living for God? I said, you need to go talk to the drug addict. You need to go talk to that man or woman on Skid Row that's dying with AIDS. You need to go talk to somebody that, that, that's trying to put their home back together. 
I said, it's a good life living for the Lord. I said, now they got it rough out there. They got it rough out there, Brother Moore. Amen. I said, it's a good life living for the Lord. I said, when did you pray last? Well, I can't remember. I said, well, there's your problem. Amen. I said, there's your problem. Praise the Lord. But it's just good to be here today. I'm going to have a good time. Praise God. You going to have a good time with me? Amen. Amen. Um, Won't y'all help me read some scripture today, if you will? Let's go to the book of Psalms. While you're standing, let's go to the book of Psalms, chapter 94. Chapter 94. Verse 20. When you found it, say amen. Shall the throne of iniquity have fellowship? Everybody say fellowship. Shall the throne of iniquity have fellowship with thee, which frameth mischief by a law? Everybody say law. They gather themselves together against the soul of the righteous and condemn the innocent blood. But the Lord is my defense. How many knows that God's our defense today? Hallelujah. But the Lord is my defense, and my God is the rock of my refuge. He shall bring upon them their own iniquity and shall cut them off and their own wickedness. Yea, the Lord our God shall cut them off. Could I get the church to lift their hands and voice in prayer? Brother Moore, would you ask God's anointing on this service today? I need a praying church this morning. Come on now. Press for just a minute, church. Come on. Righteous God of heaven, as we come into this house this morning, God, we invite you, Lord, to come down and walk these aisles, speak to the hearts, the minds of the people. God, let there be an anointing, God, not only to preach the word. God, let there be an anointing to hear. and God, let our hearts receive. God, we bind every spirit of wickedness. God, we bind every spirit of hell right now. God, we do it in Jesus' name. And the church shouted, Amen. And the church shouted, Amen. Give the Lord a real good hand clap of praise. Hallelujah. Oh, God, you're so good. How many knows he's a good God even on a bad day? Hallelujah. He is a good God. It's a good life living for the Lord. Before you're seated, I want to want you to turn to somebody next to you, and I want to preach on a question that God asked, shall the throne of iniquity fellowship thee? Turn to somebody and ask them, shall the throne of iniquity fellowship thee? Amen. You may be seated. 
Psalms, this 94th chapter, the Lord asked a question. He said, shall the throne of iniquity have fellowship with thee, which frameth mischief by a law? And I pondered over that several days, and I just couldn't get away from it, and I went back and we started studying it and praying about it. And um, sometimes we think we know some things, and, and it's not exactly the way that we look at it. The word throne, by Webster's uh, definition, it said is that a seat of a prince or a deity or a god or a devil. Now that's Webster's definition. It's a seat of power. It's a seat to set in the power of or authority of. An example could be a of the throne of iniquity would be like the seat of the scornful. Amen. The word iniquity, the word iniquity, it is a gross injustice or wickedness. It's more than just sin. It is willful sin, joined up with, fellowshiped with. It's vicious, it's immorality, it's maliciousness, and it's spiteful. That's iniquity. Shall the throne of iniquity have fellowship with thee, which frameth mischief by a law? There is a law and a principle to everything in life. Um, I'm not a teacher this morning, but somewhere, uh, somewhere in school, I, re I remember, there was, a, there was a law of physics, I believe they call it. Whatever goes up, somebody finish it. It's a law. It's a principle of things. There is a law and a principle about everything. Let me just get down on our level this morning. Birds of a feather. Y'all going to help me preach this morning? <laughs> Birds of a feather. They flock together. There is a law about fellowship. You're going to become whatever you fellowship. That's what I want to preach about. There's two thrones today that we can fellowship. One is the throne of mercy and grace and goodness of God. And the other is the throne of iniquity. And whichever one that we fellowship, that's what we're going to become. Amen. We'll do it unconsciously because uh, whoever we rub shoulders with, whoever we fellowship with, that's what we're going to become. And God asked this question, and I believe it is for the hour that we're living in today. He said, shall the throne of iniquity have fellowship with thee, which frameth mischief by a law. And, and uh, let me just explain what that means. Amen. Frameth mischief 
by a law. Let me give you a good example this morning. Daniel was a praying man, Brother Moore, and he had purposed in his heart, he said, I'm going to pray. Amen. It does not matter where I'm at. It does not matter who I'm with. It does not matter who likes it or who does not like it. Can I tell you something? The throne of iniquity, didn't, it didn't like Daniel praying any more than it likes McCain praying. Amen. So there was somebody that that framed mischief by a law. They got a law passed, uh, amen, that you couldn't pray. And there old Daniel, he opened those windows. Uh, and what did Daniel do? He prayed anyway. Can I tell you something? There is a lot of things going on in the world, amen, that is framed. It is a, it is a law of mischief that has been framed, uh, amen, by the throne of iniquity. But if there's ever been an hour that the child of God, amen, needs to stand up, and say I'm not going to worship at the throne of iniquity I'm not going to be conformed to the things of the world but transformed by the renewing of the Holy Ghost hallelujah hallelujah run devil run we're going to have church in the house hallelujah there is a law and a principle about everything. I like that. I like that little old saying. It ain't scripture, but I like it. Birds of a feather flock together. My brother-in-law, is he's a bird fanatic. He, he loves chickens, ducks, guineas. I'm telling you, it does not matter what it is. And he orders these assorted boxes full of, full of little old bitties. And they'll come and, and he'll say, hey, come over and look at all of what I got. And I'll go over there and, and Brother Ford, he's got, a, he's got a brooder as long as from my hand to where you're sitting. And it's just full of some kind of little yellow looking chickens. And he said, I got guineas, I got ducks, I got turkeys, I got Rhode Island reds, I got Domineckers. I said, well, which ones is which? He said, I don't know. I don't know. He said, I don't have a clue. But I tell you what, I went back over there about six weeks later. And all the turkeys was gathered up in one little bunch. And all the, the guineas was gathered up in one little bunch. And all the Rhode Island Reds was gathered up in one bunch. Uh, can I tell you something? Nobody didn't have to tell them, brother, that they were a guinea. Nobody didn't have to tell them they was a turkey. Amen. They was something on the inside of them that said, I'm going to fellowship with mine. I'm going to fellowship with them. Amen. That can I tell you something? There's never been an hour that the apostolic church needs to fellowship with those that is at the throne of iniquity. There's something on the inside of us. Can I tell you I'm on fellowship with? I'm on fellowship with good men that believe this apostolic doctrine. I'm on fellowship with those, amen, that has come out from among the world. And be ye separate, thus saith the Lord. There is a law of fellowship. Hallelujah. I was bow hunting last year up at Hillside Management Area. You probably don't know where it is. Well, I didn't know where it was before I went there. And in the afternoon, Brother Moore, it's actually a, a duck refuge. And just, they wasn't much higher than that ceiling flying over that tree I was in. 
Brother, thousands and thousands of ducks. And I got to sitting there and I got to laughing. I just quit worrying about a deer. I just got to laughing. I got to looking at all those ducks. And darkness fell and preacher friend of mine come to where I was at and I was still laughing. He said, what in the world is going on? I said, I just thought it very humorous. He said, what? I said, all of these ducks that I've seen and I've not seen one chicken fly over with them. There is a law of fellowship. There's a law of fellowship there. I said, I know they got to be chickens in this country. But there ain't none of them armed up with these ducks. Because there is a law of fellowship there. I'm an outdoorsman, a woodsman. I've seen packs of coyotes running through the woods. I've never seen an armadillo running with them just because he want to be bad. Hallelujah. I'm not going to... Whoa! <laughs> Yeah, I will. I'm not going to arm up with the liberals. I'm not going to arm up with the Trinitarians. I'm not going to arm up with those, uh, amen, that don't believe in this Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. There is a law of fellowship. There is a law of fellowship today. <laughs> Hallelujah. There is a law and a principle about everything. Hallelujah. Y'all want to read some scripture for me this morning? Hallelujah. Proverbs 27 and 17. Brother, if you would, get Proverbs 13 and 20. Somebody say fellowship. Fellowship. I know fellowship is very, very important to us. There's not any lone rangers in living for God. You need a fellowship, but you need the right kind of fellowship. And we need to arm up with the right ones to fellowship. Proverbs, read it for me. Iron sharpeneth iron. So a man sharpeneth the counsel of his friends. I always carry a knife. You don't never know when you need to cut up. Iron sharpeneth iron. How many of you has ever sharpened a knife? Thank God. You know, I went to a church and I asked that question. Nobody raised their hand. I said, undoubtedly, y'all are the dullest bunch of people I ever met. I can't stand a dull knife. Man, I, don't want, I want it to where you can't look at it without it cutting your eyeball. Iron sharpeneth iron. Is that what the scripture said? Can I tell you something? You, you've sharpened knives before. You've got to have a metal equal to or harder than to sharpen this knife. It's got to be equal to or harder than to sharpen this knife. I know they got some good noodles around Bendale. But you can take the best noodle in the world and you can't sharpen this knife. And you can hang around the biggest noodle heads in the world and it's not going to sharpen your walk with God. 
Amen. The Bible said iron sharpeneth iron, so is the counsel of a man's friend. That's why it's important for us to fellowship with them. Amen. To believe the same apostolic doctrine. Amen. The fellowship with them. Amen. That is equal to or stronger than us. Hallelujah. 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 I'll put it up. Y'all thought I was going to cut somebody. Hallelujah. Amen. Iron sharpeneth iron. And I don't care. I don't care. Go back to that noodle. I don't care how good the noodle is. It is not going to sharpen that iron. Read that about that man's friend again. Can I tell you something? That's why I like to hang around preachers. That's why I like to hang around those that believe this apostolic message. Amen. That's the foundation of my fellowship. Amen. I said that Acts 2.38 message is the foundation of my fellowship. I'm not going to hang around with them. Amen. There's movements going on. I'm talking about in the one God apostolic ranks. Amen. There's movements going on. They say you don't have to speak in tongues anymore. Amen. To get the Holy Ghost. That's a lie that is hatched out of the dirty pits of hell. Amen. I'm not going to fellowship with them, Brother Moore. That's the throne of iniquity. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Read for me, brother. Tell them where you're at. He that walketh with wise men shall be wise. I'm going to tell you, whoever you hang out with, that's what you're going to become. Amen. I can remember when I first got the Holy Ghost. And my preacher invited me to go off with him, Brother Moore. When I got there, man, I'm telling you, it was like I was in the presence of Paul and Silas and Peter and Moses and the prophets. There's a table about as long as from here to that opening in that door. Nothing there but, but seasoned men of God, seasoned preachers. And here was a little nothing and a nobody that God had picked up out of the garbage heap of life. Uh, amen. And set on a highway of holiness. Uh, and my preacher has invited me to go. And brother, I'm sitting there at that table. I didn't open my mouth. Uh, amen. I was just gleaning from every word that I heard. Every preacher say I was just gleaning from it. And after, after the meal was over, after that meeting was over I heard some preacher walk up to my pastor and said hey you little man there does he talk and he said yeah he does but he's got enough sense to listen amen can I tell you something amen if we'll walk in the counsel of the wise amen and have enough sense to listen I'm telling you what'll happen iron will sharpen iron Brother, I'm going to tell you who you can pastor. Amen. If somebody's got a problem and you go to them and all they'll say is, yes, sir, yes, sir, yes, sir. Can I tell you something? You can pastor them. But if they try to out-talk you, if they try to outdo you, if they try to reason things out, I'm going to tell you something. They'll end up fellowshipping the throne of iniquity. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Read that one more time, and I got another place for you to go. Hallelujah. <laughs> iron sharpeneth iron. Everybody say iron sharpeneth iron. 
So a man sharpeneth the counsel of his friend. Hallelujah. If you're having trouble living for God, move up a notch. Who you hanging with? Who you running with? Amen. Amen. Hang with, hang with somebody that believes this message a little bit stronger than you do. Amen. Let iron sharpeneth iron. Praise God. There's a, there's a scripture about Proverbs, I think it's 17, verse 28. Try that. You just hang on to where you was at there a minute, brother. Matter of fact, read it again. He that walketh with wise men shall be wise. Come here, man. Come here. Get one on each side of it. Wise men. Hallelujah. Y'all know these wise men. If y'all don't, they are right now. They're wise men. And I'm going to walk with them. And I'm going to tell you something. As long as I keep my mouth shut, everybody will think, there goes three wise men. <laughs> but I can open my mouth and remove all doubt. Come on, wise men. Hallelujah. He that walketh with wise shall be wise. But the companions of fools are going to be destroyed. The fool saith in his heart, there is no God. Amen. If I hang with people that don't believe this message, can I tell you something? It may not happen in a week. It may not happen in a month. But somewhere I'm going to get to believe in the same thing that they're believing. But if I walk with wise men... Amen. If I walk with those that believe this apostolic doctrine, it may not happen in a week. It may not happen in a month. It may not happen in a year, but it may take a lifetime. But you will make a saint of God. I said you will make a saint of God. You will learn to fellowship at the right place with the right people. You can be seated. Read that for me. Hallelujah. This is Proverbs 17 and 28, I believe. Even a fool, when he holdeth his peace, he's counted wise. I'm giving some of us a hint this morning. Hallelujah. I went to a prior conference. I'm just, y'all are a little too serious on me this morning. But I went to a prior conference. Now, I may get down serious tonight, but I'm having fun this morning. I went to a prayer conference, and I drove a long ways to get there. And the format was that we prayed. We just went in there, and we prayed three to four hours. Probably a hundred preachers in there. Just prayed three to four hours, and the pastor of the church got up, and he said, Now, if anybody here really feels like God has laid something on their heart, he said, I want you to get up and deliver it to us. Brother, I'm telling you something. I had been fasting. I paid good money for gas. I drove a long ways, and I had my knife out. I had my iron ready to be sharpened. I come to get my iron sharpened, and a noodle head got up, brother. Hallelujah. Y'all forgive me, but I'm just telling you, a noodle head got up. And this virus that all y'all got, he had it to the mouth. 
talk, 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 talk. They started getting up and leaving. I'm talking about preachers that had pastor churches for 40 and 50 years. Amen. Men that I could have gleaned from. Men that I could have sharpened my iron on. Amen. But somebody that some crackhead had just prayed through the Holy Ghost. Amen. And get up. I'm sure he had a testimony to tell. But can I tell you something? I come there to get my iron sharpened. And he seen everybody leaving. And he come down there and he got down there by me. He said, man, you got a mint? I said, you don't need a mint. I said, it ain't your breath, it's your tongue. I said, why didn't you shut your mouth and just let everybody thank you as a fool without opening it and removing all doubt? I didn't get my heart sharpened on that noodle. What did it say, brother? Even a fool, when he holdeth his peace. I said, all of these aged men in here that have fought hell for 40 years and dug churches out, amen, don't you think they had something to say? I said, you cheated me. I said, if you'd have just kept your mouth shut, they wouldn't have nobody known you as such an idiot. Iron sharpeneth iron. Who we going to fellowship? What we going to fellowship? You going to fellowship something. You going to fellowship something. Hallelujah. Yeah. Everybody going to go home and say, I called him an idiot, a fool. <laughs> Only God knows. Hallelujah. God knows. Pete knows. Hallelujah. Y'all had never been the shepherd of the hills, have you? Pete knows. If you ever go, you'll get it. Hallelujah. Go to Acts 2. Start at verse 38. Brother, if you would, go to 1 Corinthians 10, 20 through 29. Now, this is just a Bible lesson. But you can get something out of it if you'll listen. Fellowship. Everybody say fellowship. God said, shall the throne of iniquity have fellowship with thee? I'm just asking you. Are you as on fire for God as you was when God filled you with the Holy Ghost? Amen. Are you still as submissive to the Word of God and to the man of God as you was when God filled you with the Holy Ghost? Amen. Can I tell you something? All, all I needed to know when I got the Holy Ghost was yes, sir. No, sir. Amen. When my preacher come to me, and I'm telling you, my preachers asked me, he said, tell me, did you do something this stupid? I said, yes, sir. Yes, sir. But can I tell you something? He found out that whenever I told him the truth, that I never would lie to him about nothing. And then... Later on, whenever there was other questions come up, he knew I wasn't lying to him about that either. I'm going to tell you something. You said, well, I was, I was just telling a lie to fix things. No, I'm going to tell you what. 
A lie is a lie is a lie is a lie. And all liars are going to have their part. There's a law there. There's a principle there. Amen. We can't fellowship at the throne of iniquity for anything. In the book of Acts, chapter 2, verse 38, read for me. Then Peter said unto them, Repent. Now I'm telling you, this is the foundation of our fellowship. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins. And ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For the promise is unto you, read, and to your children, and to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call, read, and with many other words, save yourselves from this untoward generation, read. I want you to hear this now. Then they that gladly receive the word. Can I tell you what to bring revival in the house of the Lord? Amen. When the church gets excited about the word of God. Amen. When the church gets, gets excited enough, I'll gladly take whatever you preach to me. I'll gladly hear the word of God. Amen. Can I tell you what happened? There was 3,000 added to the church that day because somebody gladly received the word of God. Amen. I'm going to tell you something now. If you come in and puff and pout and sit there with your arms folded and say, well, they ought to just be glad I got here you are going to fellowship the throne of iniquity somewhere you got to get excited about this read for me I want you to listen to this scripture right here and they continued steadfast in the apostles doctrine and what and what and what I'm going to tell you something. Uh, amen. These churches are just going to one, one service or a Sunday or one service a week. Amen. I'm telling you, brother, that ain't enough. Uh, amen. The Bible says, forsake not the assembling of yourselves together. Even the more so as we see that day approach. Uh, we got a fellowship. We got a fellowship, good men. And it said they continued steadfast in the apostles' doctrine. I'm going to tell you something. If we in anything else, we're going to fellowship the throne of iniquity. Amen. We better make sure. We better get the blueprints out. Amen. And make sure. Amen. That it's still just one Lord, one faith, one baptism. Amen. Hero Israel. Amen. The Lord our God is one Lord. We better make sure they still repentance. Amen. The reason a lot of them is not getting the Holy Ghost, we don't let them repent in these altars. Amen. But the altars altars there for the child of God and there is power in repentance amen that will keep us in fellowship with God hallelujah we don't learn to repent you won't live for God these altars are not just for the sinner man they for the saint hallelujah it's important if we're going to keep fellowship with God we're going to have to learn how to keep a right spirit and learn how to repent Amen. Fellowship. They continued steadfast in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship. Praise God. I'm not going to fellowship. I'm sorry. 
but I'm not going to fellowship them that's out of fellowship with God. I'm not. Hallelujah. So were they good men? They're good men, Brother McCain. What do they believe? Well, they're good men, Brother McCain. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Brother Marshall, you love me? Think I'm a good man? Thank you. But I'm going to tell you something. If I get out of fellowship with God, I can still be a good man, but I'm going to... I'm going to fellowship the throne of iniquity. Let me give you a little example here today. I just come by and tell Brother Marshall, I said, hey, Brother Marshall, let's go riding. All right? I said, you drive. You believe I'm a good man? Let's drive over by Loosedale. Pull up over there. Do they have a Hancock bank over there? What they got? Pull up over there at that community bank just a minute. Keep the motor running. I'll be right back. I'll be right back. I come running out of there and I jump in that Mercedes. You still got it? That thing will run, won't it? It better run. That Mercedes. I'm going to just tell you something. I jump in that car and I got that bag in my hand. Brother Marshall says, what is that? I said, don't worry about what's in the bag. Just drive. You thought I was a good man a minute ago? Drive. Takes off, and all of a sudden we hear the sirens, and man, they closing in. And I just, I stick that forty-five Glock out the window. He said, "What is going on, brother? Can I tell you something? Whenever they do pull us over, they gonna slam you across that hood just like they did me. And you telling them, hey, I thought he was a good man. That ain't gonna make no difference." That ain't going to make no difference. And I'm going to tell you, when we arm up with all these out there in the world, amen, just because they're good men, brother, I'm, I've had to sever some friendships that I've had for 30-something years, amen, I, because they chose to go one way and I chose to go another. Amen, somewhere in life, you got to get down to the basics of, of what we're going to fellowship Amen. The Bible says I'm going to continue steadfast in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. 1 Corinthians. Let, let me finish that scripture that, that he started over there. And they continued steadfast in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and in breaking of bread, and in prayers. We need to pray together. We need to eat together. And fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done by the apostles. I had somebody ask me recently, said, Brother McCain, because I, I believe in signs, wonders, and miracles. God still does. And they said, Brother McCain, do you just... Do you seek after signs, wonders, and miracles? I said, no, but I seek after the God that gives them. And I said, whenever you find him, you'll find the signs, the wonders, and the miracles. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And they continued in this fellowship. And all that believed were together. What kind of church would we have if we just all pulled together?
What's that little kid song? When we all pull together. Hallelujah. What is it, Brother McCain? It's fellowship. How can two walk together except they agree? If they don't agree, they haven't got fellowship. You can tie two cat's tails and throw them over the clothesline. They got togetherness, but they ain't got fellowship. Hallelujah. Just because we call ourselves apostolics, we have more battleship meetings than we do fellowship meetings. We need fellowship. We need fellowship. Amen. In the book of 1 Corinthians, chapter 10, verse 20 through 29. Brother, if you'll get me 1 Corinthians, chapter 8, verse 13. Read for me, brother. But I say, the things which the Gentiles sacrifice, I want y'all to listen carefully to this. Go. They sacrifice to devils and not to God. I don't care how much shouting. I don't care how much revival they said they had in Brownsville. I'm telling you something. If it didn't line up with the apostles' doctrine, it was of the devil. Somebody ain't going to like that. Hallelujah. There's not but two thrones. Amen. I've said it here before. I'll say it again. Somebody told me, said, man, you should have went to that concert the other night. Oh, Shirley Caesar. She had them shouting and dancing and running them aisles and speaking in tongues. And I said, don't tell me what they done. Tell me what she believes. Amen. I said, tell me what she believes. Amen. With that jewelry hanging down to her knees and her dress up above it. I want to know what she believes. I'm not worried in how much they shout. I'm not worried in how much they sing the house down. I'm not fellowshipping that. Hallelujah. I'll get back on that in a minute. Go. And I would not that ye have fellowship with what? Devils. I saw, I picked up a magazine the other day. Oh, brother. It had Pentecostal wrote across the front. And it had a, had a woman on the front. And her eyelashes, I'm telling you, if I'm standing here, her eyelashes was that long. And her lips was red as rubies. And she had her ear bobs hanging. And she said, this is what the caption on it said. Let me tell you about the deep things of God. I looked at that. I said, now what does she know about the deep things of God? What is she going to tell me about the deep things of God? I'm not going to arm up with no mess. I'm not going to fellowship that throne of iniquity. I don't care if she can call you out and tell you who you are. I already know who I am. I already know who I am. That didn't edify me none. The devil knows my name. And if you're doing anything, he knows yours too. Hallelujah. He said, I don't want you fellowshipping them devils. Now, if we call them devils, oh, they get all bent out of shape. 
God did. He said, I don't want you fellowshipping them devils. Read for me. You can't drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of devils. You can't partake of God's table and of the table of devils. You can't fellowship one day at the throne of mercy and grace and the next day at the throne of iniquity. Read. Do we provoke the Lord to jealousy? Are we stronger than him? All things are lawful for me, but all things are not expedient. They some things we don't need to do. There's some things that ain't against the law, but there's some things we don't need to do. Paul said it's all lawful for me, but it's not expedient. It's not for my good. It's not for the good of the church. It's not for the good of our children. It's not for the good of our household. I'm not going to fellowship that. Read for me. All things are lawful for me, but all things edify not. Let no man seek his own. He's talking about a servant here. Read. Whatsoever is sold in the shambles. Now this shambles, this shambles, if you went into the marketplace in the biblical times, amen, they had little, little places all along the way at, that uh, were sold. It was, it was um, food. Amen. It was food. And they called it shambles. Whatever is sold in the shambles, read. Eat. Eat. Don't ask any questions. For what? For conscience sake. Go ahead and I'm going to explain this. For the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. He said there's some things we don't need to ask the question about. Now if you invite me over to your house and you say, Brother McCain, we barbecued for you. Just where you come see our new house. And, uh, and you don't tell me what you've done. Just can I tell you something? I'm going to eat it and enjoy it. And if you fixed a rum cake, don't tell me there's no rum in it. I'm going to eat it probably. But if you tell me, it said for conscience sake, if you tell me that this is we made this barbecue sauce. We had wild turkey and Jack Daniels and some Bud Light. We mixed it all together and we put it in there. Can I tell you, you want to see what I'm going to do with it. And I'm going to tell you, I ain't eating it. Not for my conscience sake, for hers. Because then if she ever decides to get right, she'll know that there's somebody still believing this truth. I got the book. Did you finish that? No, sir, you didn't finish it. Back up and read that part again. Whatsoever is sold in the shambles, eat. Asking no questions for conscience sake. For the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. If any of them that believe not bid you, to a feast, and you be compelled or disposed to go, 
Whatever they put in front of you, eat. Don't ask questions about it. Just eat it. For conscience sake. But if they tell you that this was offered in sacrifice to idols, I'm not going to eat it. I'm not going to eat it. I'm not going to touch it. I'm going to tell you, if I come over there and you don't tell me nothing that's in it, you put it out on my plate, I'm going to eat it for conscience sake. But if you go to trying me and telling me that you have put all these things of the world in that, amen, I'm going to just tell you, no, I am not going to eat it, amen, for your conscience sake, amen. Because somewhere you might decide to get right with God and you'll realize they're still an apostolic church at Bendale, amen, that it's not fellowship in the throne of a nigga. There's somebody that still believes this apostolic doctrine. There's somebody that has come out from among the world and it's become separate, thus saith the Lord. We can't eat at the table of God and the table of devils. Read for me. Luke 29. Eat not for his sake that showed it to me and for conscience sake. For the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Conscience, I say, not mine, but of the other. Hallelujah. I'm going to tell you something. A lot of his fellowshipping were the wrong ones. If your best friend's a sinner man or a sinner woman, you're going to end up fellowshipping the throne of iniquity. You say, well, Brother McCain, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to win them. I'm trying to win them. I'm trying to do what the Bible said. How long have you been trying to win them? How long have you been trying to win them? If you drew a line the first day that you ever met them, which side of the line are you on now? It's a tug of war between the throne of iniquity and the throne of God. I'm going to tell you something. Just give me a little, let me give you a little clue. If you've been working on them three or four years and you ain't got them, you better change your strategy or they're going to get you. You're going to end up fellowshipping the throne of iniquity. Amen. I go to people's houses, knock on doors. I went to a house. Let me give you an example. I went to a house, knocked on a door. A man come to the door in boxer shorts, had a cigarette in his mouth and a beer can in his hand. And when he saw who it was, he took it out, and he was holding that cigarette and that beer can. He said, hey, hey, y'all pick up all that junk, clean that table off, turn that thing off. The preacher's here. He said, well, that's, that's horrible. No, I'll take witness into him over a backslider that'll blow smoke in my face and say, well, I'll come to God whenever I get good and ready to come to God. I don't believe that anyway. I don't believe what they, I don't believe in the, I don't believe in all. I'm going to tell you something, brother. Amen. If we ain't careful, we need to pick and choose. Hallelujah. Amen. This, uh, I, this, I'm winning them stuff. If you ain't made progress with them, you either change your tactics or get away from them. You're going to end up fellowshipping, believing the same thing they believe in. You say, Brother McCain, do you believe that? I'm going to tell you something. How long y'all been married? 43 years, but let me tell you something. If you hang with somebody that don't like your wife, 
and you hang with them enough, you'll end up not liking her either. I'm telling you the Holy Ghost truth. You can't arm up with that. And whenever you arm up with somebody that don't believe this apostolic message, I'm going to tell you something. It may not be the first day or the first week or the first month, but if you stay with them, birds of a feather are going to flock together. There's a law there. There's a principle there. Amen. Back on these singers. <laughs> Is it all right if I just preach a minute? Hallelujah. I'm telling you, these pastors is bombarded. These pastors is bombarded with singers. I'm not talking about it in the church. Now, I'm, man, I'm telling you, this is Holy Ghost singing we had this morning. But you got these groups that come by and, Brother Moore, you need to let me come and bless your church. We're the gospel doodlebugs. I sung on stage up in Nashville with the hummingbirds and we'll bless your church. I'm not worried about how good you sing. What do you believe? What do you believe? I said, what do you believe? We already got good singers in our church. Amen. We already got somebody that can get the Holy Ghost down in the house of God. Tell me what you believe if you want a fellowship in my church. These pulpits and these apostolic churches don't have a place. Amen. For Trinitarians and, and liberals and charismatics. Amen. I'm going to tell you some fellowship. Amen. In the apostles' doctrine. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, let me get on that. I'm going to make somebody mad. I ain't intending to, but I'm probably going to do it. I was headed down the road, and man, I had George Jones on. George singing that gospel music. Oh, he was whining. You hear me? He was, about, he was about to make me cry. There's the preacher. I said, man, I tell you who you need to get. He said, you need to get Terry Joe Terrell. I said, if I want to listen to a sinner, I'm going to listen to George Jones. I'm not going to listen to Terry Joe. If I'm going to listen to a sinner, I'm going to listen to somebody that proclaims they're a sinner. Amen, that knows they are a sinner. I'm going to tell you something. He's singing all these denominal churches. Let me tell you something. He ain't preaching truth to them or they wouldn't have him there. We better fellowship those that believe this apostolic doctrine. God's, oh, watch my back for me, brother. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Shall the throne of iniquity have fellowship with you? You're going to become whatever you fellowship. Amen. I know, I know a couple that adopted a little boy, which I think is a tremendous thing. They adopted it as a baby. But can I tell you something? That boy stands just like his daddy. He walks just like his daddy. He points his finger just like his daddy does. What is it, Brother McCain? Was there blood? No blood connection. He became a product of what he was fellowshipping every day. And I'm going to tell you something. If we fellowship with the throne of iniquity, we're going to want to walk like them. We're going to want to dress like them. We're going to want to act like them. 
We all want to fix our hair like them. Amen. What's wrong with just doing it right? Hallelujah. What's wrong with just doing it right? We're going somewhere. Hallelujah. For conscience sake. For conscience sake. Read for me 1 Corinthians 8 and 13. Hebrews 10. You know, we got to be careful about offenses. But now we don't have to be careful about offending. I'm not going to, let me say this right now. I'm not going to intentionally offend anybody. But I'm not going to tiptoe through this word of God to keep from offending them. I'd rather for them to be offended here then I had for them to stand in judgment and say, you didn't tell me. I'd rather make 10,000 people mad preaching on the radio than I had for one to stand in judgment and say, you knew I was in sin and you didn't flag me down on my road to hell. You knew I was armed up with the wrong bunch and you didn't help me. So I'm not purposefully trying to offend anybody. But then there's little things in the church. And I'm going there. Read for me. We got to be careful what we provoke. We got to be careful. The scripture already read one. It says, shall a man provoke God? Is a man stronger than he? Read for me. Hebrews, no sir, 10, 23. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering. What is a profession of our faith? It's this apostolic doctrine. Read. Read. Let us consider one another to provoke. Everybody say provoke. That is to move somebody. When you provoke somebody, they're fixing to move one way or the other. They're not just going to be in, in neutral anymore. They're fixing to either put it in forward or reverse. If you provoke somebody. He said, consider one another that we provoke unto love and good works. I was preaching a revival about four months ago. And this front pew up here <clears throat> had four kids sitting on it. This was every night of the service. And four kids were sitting there. And their mom and daddy sat back there where y'all are sitting, sister. Y'all are back there. And these kids sat up here. And I don't know who was provoking who. Just about time I would go to give the altar call every night. That daddy would get up there and come up here and he would snatch one of them up and I'm talking about wear them out right there and set them back down and he would march back down there and sometime he'd make two trips. The pastor of the church come over there to me. He was about to cry. He said, have you ever seen such in your life? 
I said, just remember this, good pastor. The nut don't fall far from the tree. Hallelujah. I said, if these kids is a nut, their mom and daddy's a nut. And they're provoking each other. They're provoking each other. These were shooting and throwing spitballs. And the mom and daddy, every time they'd turn around and look back there at them, they was doing like that. They were provoking each other. Why can't we provoke each other under good works? Why can't we encourage each other to fellowship? Hey, all us Holy Ghost men, let's go do something. Why can't we provoke the good works? Amen. My little niece come over from Texas. And I had a, a retired hunting dog laying on my porch. And uh, she was old. This, not my niece, but this dog. She was old and didn't have any teeth. And, and my porch is up off the ground. And my niece got out on her knees, and, and she, was, she was blowing in that dog's face. She was, and that dog was just, I said, Kelly, will you please leave that dog alone? She said, no, I like to watch her do that. I said, well, I'm going to tell you something. You are provoking that dog. And I said, if that dog bites you, I'm not going to whip that dog. And she just kept on and on and on. That dog just, just growling at her like that. And she'd get closer and closer and just blow it in her face. And in a minute, that toothless dog just gummed her on the nose. And she just fell out in the yard screaming, That dog bit me! That dog bit me! I said, I told you that dog was going to bite you. Brother, have you ever had them come running to you? Brother Moore, Brother Moore, I got bit on this. I told you you was going to get bit on that. You fellowshipping with the wrong one. You hanging with the wrong one. You provoking the wrong one. What's wrong with good fellowship? Don't come squalling after you get bit. You provoked it yourself. Hallelujah. We need to correct our kids for the right things. Amen. I've been to that same couple's house when we was trying to win them. And I'm telling you, Holy Ghost truth, I seen them with a fork and dig in the carpet and, and get them a thread and roll it up. And their parents laughed at it. They didn't do nothing about it. But then they come to church and they want to, he that walketh with wise men. Shall be wise. <laughs> I made that pastor feel good. I said, I petted him on the shoulder. I said, God knows who you can pastor. <laughs> it's a wonder he didn't run me out. <laughs> that wasn't funny, was it, brother? <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We better get in the Word of God. There's some things, some things, some things that we, we provoke ourselves, And there's some things at these tables that we feast at that we don't need. Can I just handle an issue real loosely right now? Give me, let me give you an example. 
Naaman. Anybody know Naaman? He was a what? He was a leper. Y'all do know Naaman. He was a leper. And after he had come down and dipped seven times in the Jordan, somebody tell me the first thing that happened. It's not a trick question. He got clean. What's the next thing happened? He become a convert. Immediately become a convert. He was a believer. He, he became a convert. And he went to the prophet's house. He tried to pay him. The prophet wouldn't take it. And then he, he got out and he said, if you would, and I preached about it one time here. Time to share your altar. He, he got out and he asked the prophet, he said, if you would, would you give me two mules burden of earth off of your altars? I'm a convert. I will never worship another God other than the true God of Israel. Then the next scripture said, but nevertheless, I'm a servant. I got a master. I work for. And he said, there's going to be times that I'm going to have to go back into that, into that church of idol gods. It's part of my job, but it won't never be part of my fellowship. They certain things, they certain things is part of our job, is here to stay. But it won't never be part of my fellowship. We got people that work at Winn-Dixie, Walmarts. They've asked me about, Brother McCain, do I need to quit? What do I need to do? Man, they, they selling, I had to check out people that's buying liquor and cigarettes and stuff. I said, it's part of your job, but I said, it's never got to be part of your fellowship. And they certain things in life. They certain things in business. Amen. It may be part of your job, but it will never be part of my fellowship. I'm not going to provoke God. I'm not stronger than he is. I'm going to stay with this apostolic doctrine. I'm going to stay with apostolic fellowship. Hallelujah. Second Corinthians, the sixth chapter, verse 14. Brother, if you get Ephesians for me, the fifth chapter, 9 through 12. Read it when you get it, brother. You know, we, be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. We beat our young people up with this all the time. But mamas and daddies, you need to set an example for them. If you fellowship with somebody, it ought to be somebody full of the Holy Ghost. I'm not saying you can't drink coffee with your neighbor or you can't take somebody and eat, but I'm telling you something. If, you're, if that's your running buddy every day, it needs to be full of the Holy Ghost. 
that's your hunting buddy that you're going to just stay with day in and day out, amen. I'm not going to let him throw skull cans up on my dash. He ain't going to do it. Somebody come by and say, ain't that Brother McCain's truck? Man, I see all them Kodiak cans up there. Oh, that ain't mine. I, I just, I just, I got this friend of mine. Uh, no. I'm not going to fellowship that throne of iniquity. Read. What fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteous? What communion hath light with darkness? Or the devil? I'm going to tell you something. I'm not arming up with an infidel. I'm not going to arm up with those that don't believe this message. We're living in the last days. Whether you believe it or not, that don't change one thing. We're living in the last days. God's setting the stage for the end time. Guess who's going to bail out all these banks and these deals? One world government bank is who's going to do it. God is setting the stage. We don't have time to fellowship with the works of darkness. We don't have time to fellowship with those that are the sons of Belial. Amen. We need to choose our fellowship carefully. Praise God. Read for me. Did you finish that, Brother Moore? Read. Wherefore, come out from among them, and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. We still need to draw some lines on what's clean and unclean. We still need to draw lines for the people on what's right and what's not right. Hallelujah. God said, I have set a difference between the clean and the unclean. And I've set a difference between the holy and the unholy. Amen. I don't want to be on the outside looking in. But I want to be on the inside. I want to be on the side that's fellowshipping God. Praise God. Read for me. And I will be a father unto you, and you shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. Ephesians, the fifth chapter. I'm fixing to close pretty quick. For the fruit of the Spirit. Read. Proving what is acceptable unto the Lord. Read. No fellowship. There's some things we cannot fellowship. There's some things we can't fellowship. And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness. But rather reprove them. There is no shame anymore when you hear about these singers coming out after singing for 25 years and walking off from his wife and five kids and 
He's found a place to go to church. Said he's closer to God than he's ever been. I'm going to tell you what, he's closer to the throne of iniquity. Amen, because God's turned him over to a reprobate mind to believe a lie and be damned. Amen. Because there was not a love for truth. This Bible said, did it say the devil or, or God would send them a delusion? God would send them a strong delusion that they might believe a lie. Who love not the truth. Amen. It's important. It's important that we have the right fellowship. Praise God. 1 John 1, 5 through 10. And 1 Corinthians 5, 9 through 13. See if you'd come give them a little hope. Hallelujah. Read for me. 1 John 1, 5 through 10. This is the message which we have heard. And we declare it unto you that God is light. In him is no darkness at all. There is no variableness in God. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And if it was an apostolic church on the day of Pentecost, if it brought revival whenever they continued steadfast in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, it'll still bring it today. It'll still bring it today. Read for me. If we say we have fellowship with Him and walk in darkness, I don't care who okays it. I said, I don't care who okays it. If it was sin 40 years ago, it's still sin today. I don't care who okays it. If we walk in, have fellowship in darkness, we are going to lose our fellowship with God. Hallelujah. You better thank God every day for a preacher that stands for truth. You better thank God every day for a preacher that's trying to steer our church in the direction where they could fellowship in the apostles' doctrine. Hallelujah. Read for me. Read. But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ cleanseth us from all sin. We have, a, we have an advocate with the Father. As long as we fellowship right. We have an advocate with the Father. Jesus Christ the righteous. As long as we have the right fellowship. But we can walk out from under the blood. As long as a man's pressing or a woman is pressing toward the mark. For the prize of the high calling in Christ Jesus. I'm telling you something. You can, you can stumble. You can stagger. You can fall. Get up. Dust yourself off. And you're still covered by the blood. But the day that you choose to worship at the throne of iniquity, that it is a choice that you make, you're going to walk out from under the blood. Hallelujah. Read for me, brother. Read. 1 Corinthians 5, 9 through 13. 
I wrote unto you an epistle. I'm not to company with fornicators. Now this is a passage of scripture. To be honest with you, I did not understand it for a long time. Now I'm sure y'all had a revelation of the first time you ever read it. But I didn't. But I'm going to give it to you after I got it. He said, I write unto you that you company not fornicators. Read. Yet not altogether with the fornicators of this world, or with the covetous, or extortioners, or with idolaters. For then must ye needs go out of the world. I didn't understand that. But I'm a country boy. And I went to praying about it, and, and the Holy Ghost just spoke to me. And said, you're going to go out, you men that's working on jobs, you women that's working on jobs. You got contractors that you're going to sell lumber to tomorrow. You're not going to be able to get away from the fornicators, the adulterers, the idolaters of this world. He said, without going out of the world to do it. You're going to rub shoulders with some of them tomorrow. You're going to deal with men tomorrow. Amen. That are, are going to be less than what we fellowship with. It's part of your job, but don't let it become part of your fellowship. And he said, to get away from these, you'd have to go out of the world. But now we're fixing to come in the church. Read. But now I have written unto you not to keep company, that if any man that is called a brother... Be a fornicator. You know you can be a spiritual fornicator just like you can. Hallelujah. You can fall in, you can fall in sin traps in the things of the world. Just as easy as you can in the flesh. Maybe more so. Read that again. If any man that's called a brother be a fornicator, covetous, an idolater, railer, drunkard, or an extortioner, don't even sit down to eat with him. Don't sit down to eat with him. Man that backslid out of our church. Sis, he saw me going into a restaurant the other day. He said, hey, preacher, you come over here. He said, I'll buy you dinner. I said, thank you. But no, thank you. He chose. He's a, he was a brother. The Bible said, don't even eat with him. Oh, that's stout, Brother McCain. Well, I didn't write it. God did. God did. For what have I to do to judge them also that are without? Do not ye judge them that are within? But them that are without, God judgeth. Therefore put away from among yourselves that wicked person. In closing, Romans 16 and 18. Now I beseech you, brethren, mark them which cause divisions and offenses contrary to the doctrine which you have learned. And avoid them. 
I'm not going to fellowship them that don't believe this message anymore. I'm sorry. I'm not going to fellowship them that don't believe that the blood still cleanses and washes white as snow. I'm not going to fellowship them, amen, that don't believe that that name of Jesus Christ, that neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Hallelujah. I'm not going to fellowship them that have armed up with the world, trying to streamline the apostolic doctrine. I'm going to stay with this truth. 